Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid the podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So come on. Come on to Anchor. Get your podcast started. It's the best way to podcast. It's easy. It's free. Can't be free. Come on over right now. And you get paid to podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm forward slash start to join me in a diverse community of podcasts already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Oh, yeah. Y'all already know. Grand Hefe. Got my co-host back, OG Raw. Welcome oh, to this man. beautiful Wednesday morning. What's going on with you, bro? Uh, it's a good morning. Great day. I'm in the uh, great state of Virginia right now. So, uh... For everybody that's listening, I really appreciate you guys for being patient, you know, for me getting back to this moment. And uh, like I said, man, sometimes you just got to take care of yourself. Mental health is something special, so make sure you guys take care of yourselves. How you doing this morning, though, bro? Hey, bro, I'm doing all right. You see, we got a, we, we done got a new intro since you've been back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody give, give OG a round of applause for being back on the show. We miss you, bro. We, oh, you know, we, we missed that insight over there from the other side of, of the table, so to speak. Definitely, definitely, man. It's so good to be back. So good to, you know, just to talk sports again in the morning. And this show is something that, you know, I give a lot of passion to. So, hey, and then you you bring it from the other side. So, hey, I appreciate it, brother. Hey, man, no, uh, we, we appreciate you. We got a good show for you guys today. We got uh, Matthew Lyle coming up, a, a, big, a big blue breakdown a little bit later on. But we got a jam-packed show for you guys. Let's go ahead and hop into it. Leave us leave us a like if you listen to it on YouTube, Apple iTunes. Give us a rating, uh, Spotify and Google Play as, as well. Let's kick off this show, man. Um, Celtics beat the Golden State Warriors last night in Oracle, 128-95 uh, to 95 after losing five games in a row. There's been a lot of controversy going on with that team. Uh, in, 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 in Boston, but uh, something positive, uh, first thing positive they had in a long time. So does this win over Golden State um, now prove that the Celtics are the team to beat in the East? No, I don't think that win proves anything other than it might be a confidence booster for these Celtics going forward because the way Kyrie has distanced, uh, distanced himself from his teammates, the way he's been talking to the media, his body language, Everything about Kyrie right now just says, look, man, I just want this season to be over already. We're not pushing for anything. Because let's, let's face it, before this Golden State win, man, they, they look just terrible. They, they As a team, you got Marcus Smart in the locker room talking about, hey, we, we're, not, we're not together, you know. So th- this win, I, I think it gives them a little confidence going forward. And, you know, Golden State, they go out and they do this every now and then. They, they'll blow a game or two, you know. It's nothing to talk about, really. It's what matters is the East. The East is what matters. Are they beat Eastern Conference teams? Did they beat the Bucks? No. Did they beat the Raptors? No. Are they beating those teams? And that's what really matters. Uh, the, the Western Conference don't matter right now. That's not none of their business right now. They need to worry about the East. And just like old times, this it, it never fails. You're wrong again. 
And I this see, is what I agree that yes, it's definitely a confidence boost. You lose five in a row, you you need to get that win. And it's not as if it was a win against, you know, a team that wasn't good. This is the Golden State Warriors, the team that everybody has already crowned before the before the, the season as the team that's gonna win the title. So to me, this does prove that the Celtics are the best team in the East. Now you have a point. They 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 didn't beat the the, the Raptors, they didn't beat you know, the, the, the Milwaukee Bucks, but that's not to say that they can't do it and that they haven't done it because they, because they, they, they have done it. And it, 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 it goes back to what I was, to what we were talking about last week. And that's, will a team in the East be able to beat this team four times? Will you be on your best four times to beat this team? To your point, go about this. It's one game. Golden State does does do, do this. You know, they were they were on the brink to losing to the Kings. They lost to the to the Miami Heat, you know. So, yeah, they they have these these mental laps where we are the best team. It doesn't really matter and I'm not and I definitely doubt that they were overlooking the Celtics. People, no matter how many games they lost in a row, you still know this team is dangerous. You know, this team still does have Kyrie <laughs> Irving on it. As this team true. They do still have Kyrie Irving. They, they yeah. still have Jason Tatum. They still have, you know, Al Horford, who's a, also an all-star. They, they have a lot of great young pieces around that team. It's just, for me, I think it's confidence. Confidence is lacking right now. Uh, team play is lacking right now over there with the Celtics. And Brad Stevens, we, we consider him such a great coach. And we consider him, you know, one of, one of the best outside of Pop, you know, Coach Pop. And what he has to do now is he has to, you know, drop the ego thing. He, he has to make them drop their egos. He has to make them forget about what happened last year. And he has to bring this team together in order, you know, for them to, to win this Eastern Conference. Dude. Because if he doesn't do that and if he just keeps letting their locker room get played with, with all the negativity that's going around, it's going to be a long, a long playoff uh, series for these uh, Celtics. So. Well, I mean, yeah, I agree. I think Brad Stevens should be the the, the driving force in this. I, I've said plenty of times, just because you're the best player, Kyrie, that is, doesn't make you a leader. He's not a leader. He doesn't have the leadership qualities. We all know that. He, but, but what he is, he's a great player. Now, what I haven't been hearing, you know, I said this on the show the other day. What I haven't been hearing about is Brad Stevens. Where is Brad Stevens at? Where does he play at in all of this? Last year, when when these guys got to the Eastern Conference Finals and they were and they were beating everybody, all I heard was was how great of a coach Brad Stevens is. He's the next thing. Since he's he's probably the best coach. In, people were trying to elevate him over Greg Popovich. And where is he at this year? With Kyrie Irving, with Gordon Hayward back, you know, five games scared. That so that's what I need to hear more more about because we were quick to give Brad Stevens the praise last year, but now that things going bad, now we blame Kyrie. Rightly so, I do think Kyrie Irving is a he has a big part to do with with all of this, but I heard a lot about Brad Stevenson, uh, uh, Brad Stevens last year, and now I'm hearing nothing about him when things are going wrong. And to, and to your point, that's that's the way it is. Brad Stevens is the real superstar of this team. You know, he kind of has that LeBron trait. You know, when things are going right, we, we'll we'll give Brad credit, but when things are going wrong, ain't no one gonna talk about him too much. Exactly, so. and, and that's exactly what we got going on. Right now, uh, speaking of LeBron, nice little segue there. LeBron has a chance tonight to pass Jordan uh, for fourth on the all-time scoring list. Uh, he need about 17 points to pass Jordan. What passing Jordan tonight on the all-time scoring list? Obviously, he's top 10 in scoring and assists. Um, 
would this make LeBron the GOAT? It doesn't make LeBron the GOAT. Uh, I mean, passes Jordan, that's a great feat. Don't get me wrong in scoring, especially for a player who doesn't go out there and try to score, you know, all the buckets himself. He's 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 more than just a scorer. He's a an assister. He's a, a rebounder. He, he does it all, man, but play defense. And uh, <laughs> that's no shade at LeBron, by the way. Uh, but I think passing Jordan, uh, it, it like you got to look at the body of work, man. The body of work. At the end of the day, when LeBron retires, LeBron, Jordan's already retired. I, I mean, he's already done, right? So, but when LeBron's finished playing the game, I think that's when we can start making go competitive. We got to look at the full body of work. If LeBron passes, you know, because there's three other people ahead of Jordan on this list. So, I think once LeBron passes them, then maybe we can have a GOAT conversation. But the way LeBron playing this year, no, there ain't no GOAT conversation right now. Ain't no GOATness going on right now. I'm not giving GOAT anything to LeBron. As much as I love LeBron, I'm not giving GOAT anything to him. I definitely agree as well. Uh, uh, as promised, uh, earlier in, in, in the show, we have Matthew Lyle, the Big Blue Breakdown. We want to get him in here real quick on this question. Uh, how you doing, Matthew, first off? Uh, it's great to be in here. I feel like I've been on vacation forever, <laughs> so I, I'm glad to be back talking sports with uh, two fine gentlemen such as yourself. I uh, appreciate oh, yeah. it. It's great the to have you. All ours. Hey, great to have you. So, um, I was asking him, you know, uh, LeBron is about 17 points away from passing Jordan tonight uh, for fourth on the all-time scoring list. And, and I was asking, what is what, 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 what passing Jordan make him to go? Obviously, earlier in the week, he, you know, he became uh, top 10 in steals, first player to ever be top 10 in steals and in, in points, uh, got a chance tonight to pass one the guy who most people consider as the GOAT. So, with passing him tonight on the scoring list, would that make him the GOAT? Well, you know me, Billy, from other shows, from yeah. shows we've done, I, I don't believe in such thing as GOAT. I believe there is GOAT level. There is, like, the top of the hotel, and he's in there already. I don't think he needs to do anything else. Now, if, if people – right now, I think some people, like, look at him in that uh, – up, up on that penthouse, and they're like, what are you doing here? And I think passing Jordan will allow more people to say, okay, you deserve here. And if he ever passes Malone, Bryant, uh, Kareem, then people will say, obviously, you deserve to be in here. But I think there's so much things you can take in a formula like this that depending on what you personally consider the greatest of all time will always be your answer. Because let's be honest, LeBron's not getting six rings, but Jordan can never score another point. You know, Kareem's not getting any more rings. You know, and then somebody along is going to come along and probably win more rings. I mean, Steph may probably might get to seven or eight rings. You never know. So I don't think there's a, ever going to be any conclusive argument to say, and you are the one, the only, the GOAT. I just think it's it's a penthouse on a hotel of talent, and LeBron's been there a while. This just gives him a more comfy seat. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm right there with with with, with both of you guys on on all of this. Uh, to start off with with your point, OG, he hasn't been playing anything close to goat light. You know, uh, people still talk about well, he's scoring 27. Well, he could do that in his sleep because he is LeBron. Um, I I don't I don't know if this. If this is it, you know, just scoring more points. So I'm I'm there. I still wouldn't say he he's the best yet. But to Matthew's point, he's definitely in in the room with the guys that that, that we are talking about that to be considered the goat. So passing passing Jordan tonight would would be a big feat for LeBron. That'd be a huge accomplishment. 
uh, passing a guy that most guys who play basketball nowadays grew up idolizing, grew up watching. Uh, so passing Jordan would definitely be be nice, but you still got to get um, uh, Karl Malone. You still got to get Kobe, and you still got to get Kareem. And I think the Kareem is a huge, huge feat, even probably getting to Karl Malone. But passing Jordan would definitely be 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 a huge feat. Not ready yet to say the GOAT, but um, definitely, definitely a, a, a huge compliment. Well, um, one last thought on that. I think something that LeBron has to sit down and take into consideration on what he wants, what's more important to him being number one on that scoring list or get more rings? Because I, from the way they have it of him being the all-time leading scorer, he's going to have to score a lot over the next three years, which means he's going uh-huh. to have to play a lot over the next three years, which means he might be pretty tired by the time the playoffs get here. So does he want to focus on that and spend all his energy in the regular season putting up points? Or does he bring in guys like Anthony Davis, Clay Thompson, yada, That's yada, what I was about name. to say. I and, think it's and, a two-part right, two answer to that. Uh-huh. And then kind of sit back and play 60 games a season. But, but he's, he's at his best when the playoffs get here. So I think it's kind of a decision he has to want to make himself. Do I kind of, do I kind of come to L.A., try to make a legacy just for me, try to top Kareem, try to top Kobe, which are – ironically both Lakers or or do I say you know what I'm going to take a regular season role and just kind of chill back let Anthony Davis come in let Clay Thompson come in let Kyle Kuzma or Brandon Ingram develop but man once them playoffs get here you get me LeBron you get the best LeBron that I can give you so I think it's a decision he's going to have to make personally yeah, before I, we see that I, conversation I Go definitely ahead, agree with that too because uh and when I think about you know basketball and longevity of players I think about how long will it take take for LeBron to get to, like, that Vince Carter level? You know, Vince Carter still produces. He don't produce the same as he used to, but he still produces. And I think about that when these points get taken into effect. Will he still play, you know, after his decline? Will he still – will he be willing to be a role player? I don't think Kinda he like will. Vince. And that's – I, I, I think LeBron is so a little I bit different. that will hurt him when it comes to chasing points because – if you talk about getting pieces like Anthony Davis, Clay Thompson, uh, anyone that can help with the scoring load is definitely going to take some out of his bag. And uh, it, I think that decision at the end of his career, do I still play, you know, and get 10, 12 points a game, or do I just hang it up? I think that's going to make all the difference. Well, And I think LeBron would be the type to, to hang it up. He right. don't seem like the type to want to linger. He's not one of those guys like, I'm going to kill myself doing this. Because mm-hmm. he's he's such a icon off the floor. So right, true. Yeah, I think right now to your to, to answer your question, Matthew, it's a two part because it's if he if the Lakers can pull off getting him a superstar, I think you have to chase championships and forget about the points because the championships is what's gonna measure you with, with, with some of these, these these other guys. You know, uh if you don't get them, I think you have to now his only his only go to is to let me rack up as many stats as I can mm-hmm. because right. championships is not going to come then and it, it'd be foolish to still be trying to chase a championship when you know you don't have the, the talent for it. Uh, so right. I, I think if they can get the talent, you definitely got to push for the rings. I don't care what people say. Take your rest, periodic rest, when, when, whenever you want. That's when LeBron was at his best. Um, and, well, but if you cannot get them, then I think you have to, you have to chase stats. Which this is going to sound silly, but – you're absolutely right with what LeBron can do off the court, his, the level of icon he can be. It's going to sound like a silly comparison, 
But it's like kids today, when you say Dr. Dre, they say, oh, he's the guy that invented the headphones. And then you go back mm-hmm. a little further, you say, oh, Dr. Dre, he's the guy that makes the best beats. And then you go back just a little further, and you're like, oh, he, he was a part of NWA. Like, it's so funny that someone so iconic in an in industry, depending on what person you ask, will give you a completely different idea of how that person is successful. It's so a really it, good, that's it, a really it, good point. It very well exactly. would be, like, you, my kid, somebody, my son might be like, hey, what do you think of LeBron? He'd be like, oh, he's the best GM ever. And people are like, what? <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's kind of funny, but I mean, and I think he, or he's the best director. But that's realistically, it is, you know, it is, 15, 20 years down the road, that's what kids is going to be remembered, remembering absolutely. him as, instead so, of, instead of one of the best basketball players that they ever touched the court. OG, real quick question for you, and Billy, you can weigh in because you reminded me of this. I think about this a lot. Will we ever see a player, or is it impossible with the mindset, with the MOBA, with what is it, the Mamba mentality? Will we ever see a player be LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant for 15 years of his career, win three or four rings by himself, and then be able to transition into a Ray Allen, Vince Carter type role where he wins four or five more rings being a role player? Can that ever exist in the same person, or does that not mess? Does, is that not going to mesh with the same mentality? I, I think it. I think it messes with the mentality in the legacy because no one wants to see their favorite player who was getting twenty seven, you know, twenty seven to thirty points a game to go to ten points a game and like maybe you know fifteen, sixteen minutes a game. No one wants to see that, and I think as a player that hurts your that hurts your legacy really. Uh, if I think about it, it's like why? Why didn't he just hang it up? People say, uh, it's like it's like when you're getting money and you get money so quick, right? And then uh, it's not the right money though, right? It's not the right money, but you got all this money, but you don't know when to hang it up. As and they say in dominoes, all money ain't good money. <laughs> yeah, all money ain't good money. It's kind of like the same concept to me when I think about it. And I'm like, yeah, I would just hang it up and just take my legacy. I knew I was the, one of the baddest men on the planet when it came to the basketball game. I would just hang it up. But if LeBron does do that, I would be so shocked because I don't yeah. think any player with that kind of mentality, can, to, to answer your question, can can go and take a role like that. Yeah. I don't think any player would do Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. Um, it, You're right. You're right, OG. I mean, it hurt. I'm a huge Allen Iverson fan, and I wouldn't even put him in the same breath as LeBron, Kobe, or Jordan. But when I saw him in a, a, a Pistons jersey or you see T-Mac in a Spurs jersey, jersey yeah. you just kind of like quiver a little bit. But I do think the closest we will see, because I'm like you, I think if you have that Mamba mentality, you're going to die. With you're going to always want to be an alpha. But the, the closest I think you can come, and I don't think you can put them in the same breath, but just his style of play would be someone like Steph Curry, who I think can might get four or five rings with his primary team. And then after the Warriors fall apart, if they do, whatever – goes to another great team and just becomes a corner shooter. You know, I mean, and, yeah, and if you look at it already, he, he's already on his third ring, possibly right. in the route to his fourth ring. And if KD stay, we know that's probably his fifth ring. Right. So, yeah, we could be go, looking at uncharted they, territories. Right. Then he goes to the Lakers, Knicks, wherever the next super team is, and just becomes a, a seventh or eighth man and just shoots corner threes. He might get two or three more. So, I, yeah. I, but even then, yeah, I think I Steph probably does have the, the 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 best the best chance to do that, uh, given where he's at in his career now mm-hmm. and where he could still be in in another maybe five or six years. You know, right? Once you can shoot, you always can shoot. Um, move switching gears though. Uh, I I, I want to talk about this. There's been uh, rumors uh, coming out. Adam Schefter uh, put out this morning that. 
the deal for AB will be done by Friday, according to, you know, the Steelers organization. They've already put out a lot of stuff that, you you know, you better go ahead and bid now or it's going to be going fast. Out of the teams that, that has been rumored, and I, I just have a few teams, they say the Jets and the Cardinals are, have dropped out of that. Uh, and the other teams include the Raiders, the, the Broncos, the Redskins, and the Titans. Now, if Antonio Brown is on the roster by March 17th, He's he's owed that two point five mil roster bonus. Out of those teams, or just any team in general, where would you like to see him go? Where does the fit go, or what do you think he's going to go? Let's start there. Honestly, uh, where do you think he's going to go? I'm going to let Matt go first. Honestly, go ahead, I don't think any of those fit him, and I think that's the purpose. I mean, if you know, if you want because the Steelers aren't going to say, "Hey, the the Patriots would fit you perfect. Go enjoy." No, they're, they're going to try to make this be as bad on him as possible. And if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I am saying whatever I want and whatever needs to be said to woo the Oakland Raiders because or, or wherever the, the Raiders, wherever they're going to play, because <laughs> they have three first round picks. Yep. You couldn't send him to a more dysfunctional organization right now. And they've already shown you they will do anything stupid to make noise. I mean, so I'm like, please, any of those first round picks give to me. It, it don't have to be the fourth. It could be the one you got from Dallas. Please, it could be the one you got from Chicago. Please, just give me one of those because I don't see Tennessee giving up a whole lot. Uh, I, for the other team, I, I'm Redskins, Redskins, and Broncos. Redskins. Uh, there was a report that the Broncos said he's not worth the what they're asking. The, like the drama is not worth it. I, I think the Redskins, which is I, probably why the the Jets and the Cardinals have already dropped. Right. Out. The uh, only the the per, if you're the Steelers, and I think I don't know if he ends up here. Because I I think the tight I know a lot of Titans fans who really want him, but I'm like, dude, it's not going to work for you guys. Y'all just don't fit. You know, yeah, the what, quarterback that, situation. Yeah, he wouldn't be happy there. They'll be. Yeah. They they say that well, I, I don't follow the stuff, but they say Gemini's and uh, uh, whatever the other people they don't mix when they're dating. This is that a, a mouthy receiver to a team that's a run team with no quarterback. That's not going to fit. You get square pegs don't go in round holes. Let's be honest here. So. No, if you're Pittsburgh, you say, please, Mr. Davis, Mr. Gruden, what do I need to do to get you to Rock 84? Because it's, it's the perfect place. You pretty much send him to purgatory. He's not going to affect you in any way. And mm-hmm. Oakland's got a lot of first-round picks where a lot of people are saying, hey, they're not going to give up a first for him. Oakland's got the picks and just might be stupid enough to give one. So I'm going to go Oakland, even though I don't think none of it really makes sense to me. Matt, great minds think alike because I was thinking the same exact thing. I was thinking, I was just thinking, they can send him to Oakland, maybe get a first round pick. Oakland needs to do something because now they're looking at uh, Gruden over there and they're like, dude, you don't broke up the whole team of Gateway and Mari Cooper. We need something. And Antonio Brown is available. And if you don't go get him, it, it might be a problem. Your 10 years might turn into two years. So you better go get me something. And that's what, that's what I'm thinking right now. And to, to your point about the Pittsburgh Steelers, they will say anything. They will tell you Antonio Brown is the greatest receiver of all time. He he catch anything you throw up at him. Antonio Brown, will he even shine shoes in the locker room? You know, after the game is done. <laughs> They'll tell you anything just to get him out there right now because they need, they need something. They don't want to pay him this extra money. They already know he doesn't want to be there. And I think the Raiders at this point, they do have the best chance of landing Antonio Brown just because Antonio Brown does not have a say. He, as much as he can go on live TV and say, hey, 
uh, it's, I don't have to play if I don't want to. It's all about me, this, that, and the other. They're going to do what I say. No, that's not the reality of things in the NFL. You are not an NBA player. You cannot go on TV and say stuff like that because that team will treat you like nothing. You will not have a job. They will put the Kaepernick tag on you. You, you can't do things like that. So I think that you had some really, really great points, and I was thinking the same thing. Oakland, they definitely got this deal in the bag, I believe, because they got the, they got the draft picks. They have the money. And uh, they really, they really do need to do something at this point because the way they're looking right now, unless they're getting uh, some Metcalf or uh, you know Byron Jones, uh, I, 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 not Byron, uh, the, what's the guy from Washington, the cornerback? Uh, if they, unless they get some of those players that are game changing players, I believe they, they, they will not, they will not. I repeat. They will not do anything in Oakland. They're so dysfunctional. They don't know where they're gonna play. They don't know. They don't even know what their next move is. So, OG oh, well, is definitely that. Oh, Billy. No, no, no. Go ahead. Well, I was going. Uh, OG, I was going to ask you a question because I, I don't know how you thought on this, but a lot of people, when they let Amari go for, so the the laughter has gone in cycle, right? When when Dallas gave a first for Amari Cooper, everybody laughed at Dallas. Oh, you're so stupid. Well, then when Amari Cooper balled out, everybody la- laughed at Oakland. Oh, you're so stupid. Mm-hmm. If, that, if they take that same exact pick and get Antonio Brown for that, and, and, which in a way is kind of like trading Amari Cooper for Antonio Brown, are we still laughing at the Raiders? No. No one's <laughs> laughing at the Raiders at that point. Right, right. No <laughs> one's even laughing. Right, I, I, don't, like, I, I don't think it'll matter. But I still don't think anybody is really laughing at them. I mean, and, and I and, – Matthew, we've done a, a, a ton of shows together right. on, on this issue. I still do not think Khalil Mack was I, – I still think they got the best value for Khalil Mack, trading him away. I mean, what did it get the uh, Chicago Bears I agree. I'm a first round. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just using the Chicago Bears because that's where he went. And right. my position has always been, you know, that I don't care how good you are on defense. If you can't score any points on offense, it doesn't matter. So – my point was everybody laughed at, oh, why would you trade Khalil Mack away? What is John Gruden doing? Well, look what it got Chicago. A first-round exit, yeah. didn't get a Super Bowl out of it. You know, one the first defense to, to be that good and not win a Super Bowl, it, 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 you have to be able to score points on offense. To the Amari Cooper move, I still like that. I still like yeah. trading him up. He's an in, inconsistent receiver. You, you've seen that down the stretch in, in, in Dallas. He had – a, a few games where he exploded. One game he had three three touchdowns. Well, that was what a third or, or a fourth of, of 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 um his total touchdowns that he had this year. I like what they did. To your point, Matthew, if they could get Antonio Brown with that first round pick, oh man, no. <laughs> you talking about cashing in big time for that? No, I, I agree. But, I was just going with what the what the typical NFL no, 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 fan no, yeah, yeah. does. But, but I'm yeah also, with the consensus of right. America that 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 the, the Raiders blew it. Right. I, I just don't think that you got some OG. And yeah. Billy, and, and you, and you know, you know what what they're looking for when you're looking for players like Khalil Mack, uh, uh, Amari Cooper, Antonio Brown. It's mostly all in the name at this point because we know what they can do on the field. Agree, he might be inconsistent. We they're all individual good players. Yeah, yes. we know we can't we we cannot take any plays off on that guy, even though he might be inconsistent. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about the name sometimes too. We can't just say hey, his play is inconsistent because. Hey, at the end of the day, you got somebody with a big name and they, they on your team, you can put OBJ out there, uh, you know, in the slot at uh, 
with, with a broken leg, and I bet you he'll still go catch some balls for you. Well, T.O. did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, well, And we only laugh at the name in the yeah. sense of their environment. You know, you can say what you want about any player, any player that's high profile, and you, you, can la- and you laugh at them, and you say, oh, they're a waste, oh, they're this, oh, they're that. But the moment Bill Belichick signs them, we're talking about how unfair the league is, right? Like, mm-hmm. like Khalil Mack, you, you can laugh at him and say, oh, he, he choked, you know, it, you can say whatever you want about these players and, and they're choking in their environment. But the moment they go to Philadelphia or even last year, the moment they wind up on the Rams or the moment that AB winds up on the Chiefs, all of a sudden we're like, oh, this league isn't fair. So I always think it's funny how the American consensus goes like that, that, Oh, uh, Le'Veon Bell's overrated. He just had a good line. But yet, if he goes to New England, best believe it'd be a different story. Or Antonio Brown's wasted. The NFL doesn't need him. But if he goes with Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey, oh, I'm not even even watching that. That'd be something special. Which is the reason? Which (laughs) is the reason why, though? I'm, I'm. I'm against both of y'all on this Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders The Raiders probably have the most incentives because they can trade away and get him. I think him going to, to Denver would be huge. Uh, they, they, they got Joe Flacco, a veteran quarterback who, who's won in this league. Maybe he, to your point, he just needed to get out of Baltimore. Maybe, maybe they just didn't believe, believe in him no more uh, in Baltimore. And the injuries started piling up. Well, get him out of there. Get him in a new in the new environment. He he now has John Elway to talk to, uh, first line. You get him and Antonio Brown. Maybe when Emmanuel Sanders come back, he comes back healthy. You pair those two guys back up like they were in uh, Pittsburgh. You got Philip Lindsay, your rookie running back, who rushed for over a thousand yards, made the Pro Bowl last season. You still have Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. We sure up that defense. There's plenty of pass rushers or, or, or defensive guys in the in the draft this year. Uh, so me personally, I I would like to see him go to to Denver. I, I like I like that matchup. Playing with with now, I'm sure from the Steelers standpoint, they to y'all point, they like yeah, come on Raiders. We know Derek Carr is not what 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 he's cracked up to be. John Gruden don't even think um, he he's that guy. They don't have uh, any any resemblance of a running game. I hear Marshawn Lynch is coming back for another year. What is that really going to do? Uh, no receivers over there. Jordy Nelson, I think their best receiver last year was 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 Cook. Everybody's quitting on defense, so I'm sure the Steelers would love to see him go to 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 Oakland. I just think uh, the best fit out of those teams, and it could be another team emerged that, that that that's not even being talked about. But I just think going to the Broncos in that division, which is which which should be easy to go to the playoffs. They were doing good last year with Case Keenum. I'm sure they can do better with Joe Flacco pairing with a veteran quarterback, and I think you'll have a little bit of magic over there. I mean, I, I'm not hating it. I'm not, I, I think it's a really good scenario. It's just and, – and I think Pittsburgh would be okay with him going there because I don't think they feel an immediate threat by him being in Denver. I, mm-hmm. I just don't know – because I'll be honest with you, this is so weird. It's been so petty between the two parties, if you will. I don't even, Super petty. I don't even know what the, off, I don't even know what the asking price is. It would be. It's like it's like if if a couple's getting divorced and they're and I got a spite. The wife's gonna sell the husband's like sixty nine Camaro, <laughs> but no one will tell me the price. Right. Like, the wife's like you'd have this car cheap, and the husband's like I'll give you twice what you pay for it. That's fine and dandy, but what is the price? Like I need to know. Yeah, because we haven't heard. I any, haven't heard any, any baseline no. on anybody offering anything 
uh, for Antonio Brown. No During clue. the Mark Cooper saga, it was, oh, well, this team was asking for yeah. this, but then Dallas took this. Nobody wanted to give a first, and that's the reason why Dallas came in. Are and they even them offering they anything? First. Is anybody even offering anything? If I they are, it's really tight lip. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. It's really tight lip. And to you and to you guys' earlier point, the Steelers could just be putting it out there that this deal is gonna get done by Friday. So somebody jumped on it. Right. Because right. they don't want to pay him two and a half million dollars. You know, That's a good uh, point, Billy. just just for, for for being on the roster. So, you know, hey man, we already got a few deals on the table. You guys better hurry up and do this now. Because yeah. by Friday he's gonna be gone. Especially with a guy like Adam Schefter saying something like that, people tend to listen because yeah. this guy got cachet in the league. I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just surprised. Like, I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard that, you know, that there's – the only thing I've heard from is from fans. And some fans say I wouldn't give up a third, and other fans say, you know, if I'm Arizona, I'd get my number one pick for it. Like, I I, I don't know. No, I wouldn't so, give up. No, hey, absolutely not. Hey, those, those Cardinal fans are really <laughs> nah, desperate right now. No, they right. want Kyler Murray and they want Antonio Brown. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're trying to kick Josh Rosen out after yes. one season. Boy, that's a tough fan base. Boy, that they that is. Fire, they fired they the fire my defensive coordinator. <laughs> Who is right. now my defensive coordinator for there Cleveland in one year? <laughs> that that's that's a tough uh, franchise there. So um, I don't know. Yeah, moving on to to some college basketball, some stuff I know that um that old Matthew Lyle loves talking college basketball real quick. Um, but let's talk about a team that you that you really don't like. You know, Louisville. Uh, this dominate. Well, I'll put, <laughs> uh, true. The second another team okay. that you don't like. Um. Coach K has has said Zion will not play the final game um, against North Carolina mm-hmm. this, this 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 weekend, and that he he will be probably be back for the ACC tournament. So I ask, does this does him being out this long does this prove that this, that this injury is a lot worse than what we thought? And do Duke need Zion? I mean Zion does Duke need Zion to to to, to win a title this year? Um. So the the second part's a quick, yes, I think they do. I think because they relied so much on that trio. And it would have been not near as bad if they didn't get Zion to begin with. But the team for 20 games relied on Zion. And now in the middle of the night, they have to play without him. So, RJ, they could probably go on a run if they can click. If they can get a three, four game going in the ACC tournament, get a decent bid in the NCAA tournament, they could, you know, they can get some rhythm. If they lose – they lose to North Carolina, they lose the first round of the ACC tournament, then they're, they're, that's less opportunity them for them to kind of jail and get together. My concern is, and we won't know, I, don't be surprised if Zion never plays in a Duke uniform again, and Coach K's just not saying it, because here's the thing. The moment Coach – because right now, Duke's getting the benefit of the doubt because everyone out there says, okay, this Duke team's struggling, but when they get Zion back, they're the best team in the country. The moment Coach K comes out and says Duke Zion is done for the season, all those losses matter now because that's who mm-hmm. you are now. So last year, John Calipari did this with Jared Vanderbilt. Everybody knew he wasn't coming back, but he never said it because the moment you say it out loud, the committee has to take that into consideration. You, yep. The committee look at Duke without Zion, that's a two-season. Committee look at Duke with Zion, that's overall number one. So I – I don't know the extent of the injury. I mean, it, it's ironic that Kentucky's going through the same thing with Reed Travis, and every game the fan base is like, is he coming back today? And, and no, he doesn't. And we're hoping he comes back Saturday against Florida. And I, I do know Zion's was a little worse than that, so it makes sense that he wouldn't play Saturday. But the concern is 
And you don't want to throw him in that fire playing you, North Carolina. You, it, you don't, you know, know. They, you don't know. Absolutely <laughs> not. Because I mean, to Zion, not, not in that environment. Exactly. So, but I don't know. I would hate to, because Zion seems like he's saying the right stuff. Like, Zion's sitting on the bench at the games when if he was done, one would think he would be working out with a trainer and talking to agents. But he's still, he's still at the games on the bench. Cheering. So I, I don't want to downplay that, but I also know that Coach K is never going to dismiss Zion returning, at least until after the committee has made the bracket. Because the yeah. moment Coach K says Zion's done for the year, the committee says, okay, so now we have to see the team that barely beat Wake Forest and lost to – I forgot whoever they lost. North Carolina, then whoever they lost. Gonzaga, you lost to Virginia Tech. Yeah, Virginia Tech. The, uh-huh. team, the team without Zion. Or the team without Zion. Yeah, so now all that was that, the very next game. Right. So all that now has to be taken very serious. And if you tell me Zion's coming back for the ACC tournament, none of that other stuff matters because that's not going to be the team that plays in the tournament. <laughs> so I don't know if we'll ever find out how – bad this knee injury is at least not until everything's said and done yeah I and I totally agree and I think coach K is such a stand-up guy that he's a lot he's allowing Zion just to you know to, to take his rest because mm-hmm. at the end of the day after we know Zion is a one-and-done player and coach K he's so player savvy he's so he's so connected with the players like I think he knows what what is really best for him Okay, I won't rule you out, but I do know you won't be playing in my mind. I know you ain't going to be playing, but I won't rule you out because not only does this hurt, you know, Duke as a team, it hurts you. I think it hurts him as a player because his injury, like I said, no one wants an injured player going into the draft. No one wants a a Markel Fultz or, you know, no one wants a a Greg Oden or anything like that, you know. So I think Coach K, he's he's being cautious on both sides at, at this point. He's being cautious of Duke and cautious of Zion, and I and I love it because I, I, that's what it's about. You got to look out for the guys that, that that's looked out for you, and Coach K has always done that. And it when it, when it's to this point in the season, let's be honest, Zion doesn't have to play. Zion doesn't have to play. R.J. Barrett, they have enough power with this Duke team. I think to win it all, and they just have to click. That's what it's about. They have to click. They were so used to playing with Zion that now they, they've lost that piece and they can't click. They can't get someone in that third, that three position that, that play like that. And but they have the talent. That's and that's why I don't talent. And that's why I, I don't think that that they that they need um that they need Zion. What would having Zion be 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 great, of course, you know. Yeah. To your point, Matthew, uh, that's a really good point that you brought out of, 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 about the seeding. Because if they get a number one seed, I don't think they need Zion, honestly. Yeah. Uh, you know, they'll get some favorable matchups, they're gonna be in a bracket that's that's not too hard, you know. Uh so I think if they can get a number one seed throughout this uh um, throughout the, the, the NCAA tournament, I think they'll be fine. I think they're good enough to beat most of the teams in the ACC tournament without without Zion. So I, I, I think they'll be fine there. But I think they have to get a number one seed. I think if they get anything less, they they get anything less than the one seed, then I think they're going to struggle a little bit because you now you're going to have to depend on guys like Jack White uh, to, to make shots. And listen, this guy couldn't hit the ocean if he fell out of the boat. Uh, Goldwire. <laughs> 
um, Marquise Bolden has to play better. You are a sophomore who 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 played with with pretty good talent last year. Um, you he 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 has to play better. So anything less than a one seed, I think they'll uh, I, I think they'll struggle a little bit. R.J. Barrett is playing phenomenal. He already mm-hmm. set a, a a scoring freshman record at, at Duke, passing some pretty good guys on, yeah. on that list: Brandon Ingram, uh, Okafor, and and all these guys, uh, Bagley. So I think they'll be fine with R.J. To the other part of the question about the injury, you said it uh, early earlier in the year. I believe it was on RTF Sports. When you have a lower leg injury for a guy that 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 is predicated upon explosiveness. Mm-hmm. You can't have, to your point, or, or, or uh, to quote you, you can't even stump your toe because that takes away from everything that you do. Right. And I think that's the reason why Zion yeah. is still sitting on that bench right now because mm-hmm. his game is predicated upon being explosive, being powerful. And although he may feel good a little bit on, on that knee, trust me, when you start mm-hmm. running and jumping, it does not feel the same. And, I, and right now, to your point, OG, I like what Coach K doing as well. We're not going to rush Zion. He said that right after the injury. We're not going to rush Zion back. He, when he comes back, you know, he's going to come back. But we're not going to rush him. But I, I do think there's a tad bit more to this injury than, than, than what's being put off. But when, you, but when your game is being explosive, that's the reason why we're probably seeing Zion still sitting on the bench right now. Right. When, when your skill is athleticism, injury can affect your skill a lot. Uh, yes. A couple things that bring in kind of the big blue my mindset into this conversation, because it's really funny that you mentioned some of the things you did, uh, Billy. It, I'm, I'm with you because like exa- Kentucky right now, Nick Richards is nice, but he's not as nice as he should be. And I feel like he would have been better along had Reed Travis never came. But since Reed Travis came, Nick Richards saw less minutes. Now that Reed Travis hurt, you got to rely on him. Same thing yep. with Marcus Bowden. If y'all never got Zion, I think Marcus Bowden would be head and shoulders where he's at now. But you got mm-hmm. Zion. Because he was better up. than this last year as a yeah, freshman. Yeah. So you had Zion, and it covered up a lot of Bowden's flaws. And now you need Bowden, and Bowden has flaws, much like Nick Richards. One question I will ask you, because this is the conversation that is a hot topic between the fan base. Especially with Kentucky's loss to Tennessee, and the way we're looking, it's, it's looking like our options are going to be one or two things. A one seed in Kansas City, Midwest, or a two seed in Duke's bracket with Duke being the one seed, but it's in the South at Louisville. I per- I personally say give me Louisville at Duke or give me Duke at Louisville. You know, give me give me the two seed in our backyard. You got to play Duke sometime. You might as well play play them at Louisville over Minneapolis. I don't want to have to go out west or go out to Kansas City and play North Carolina. What's your thoughts on that? As a Duke fan, do you not care where Kentucky is? Would you rather Kentucky be a one seed in the Midwest? We'll see y'all in the championship game if you get there. Or we would rather play y'all in the Elite Eight. What, what's your thoughts on that? It's still Kentucky, and any Coach Cal team scares me. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's be clear about that. Um, I would rather have see, see you guys later on just, just so – if Zion does come back, we can kind of ingratiate him back into the lineup. Now he's played 25 games with, uh, before the injury, so it's not as if he 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 needs a lot of working into. But I would I would prefer to not have to see uh, Kentucky so 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 early. Although it's the Elite Eight, it's not necessarily right. early. But I but 
I would rather wait until the championship or close to the final four when it's kind of for all the marbles, makes it a little bit better, uh, and, and to give Zion that little bit of rest if he needs it. Or if he doesn't come back, we definitely do not want to see Kentucky um, with or without Reed Travis in that Elite Eight. So let me ask uh, you the, the, just yeah, one last question on this. I want to I flip it a little bit. So you mentioned that you would rather have the one seed. Would you yeah. rather be the one seed in Louisville with Kentucky as the two seed or the two seed with Kentucky the one seed but we're in Kansas City? Probably in Kansas City. Mm. I, I would not want to play in Louisville. Uh, I, I wouldn't either. Like, that yeah, would be like, yeah. way too close. That would be like way I, would, too close. I would rather be the eighth seed in Anaheim before I would ever be the one seed in Charlotte. Like, yeah, I just, yeah, you would never yeah. see any Duke fan in Louisville. I mean, right. it, that, that, that place would be so packed with 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 uh Louisville, with, with uh, Kentucky fans. Yes. Oh, and then man. Louisville hate it would be so packed with Kentucky fans and Duke haters. Like that yep. would be like so yeah, I mean I'm there with you. That's why like a lot of you know it's a conversation I'm having internally with a lot of Kentucky fans. They're like, oh I want that number one seed no matter what. I don't want to play because here's another here's a, here's the thing I'm factoring in and it's the human factor. If we play Duke in the Elite Eight there's a chance we might catch Duke sleeping a little bit because we remember you beating us by 30. For sure. But if it's, if it's national championship game. You're not sneaking Coach up on anybody. No. Oh, and, yeah. And, and, and I think, I, me personally, I think the three best teams in the country is Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina. That if all three of those, if, if everybody in the country is playing to their greatest, those are the three best. Three of the and teams the, that I had in my preseason Final Four. So bravo to, to you. I had Gonzaga Absolutely. there too. So Gonzaga could <laughs> they, they be holding could, on. Yeah. They could be holding on. But uh, so, but I think if everybody in the world is playing to their greatest talent, the only team that can beat Kentucky nine times out of ten would be Duke. Yeah, I, I agree. If, if everybody's playing great. So I have a feeling that when Kentucky and Duke plays each other, Kentucky will be hyped. We remember the beatdown. My only on thing national I'm TV, why everybody exactly. was looking. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and everybody was chanting forty and zero. Bahamas was great for Kentucky, yada yada. The only thing I can hope for is that we play Duke, not as hyped. So make us the sixteen seed, and we'll play Duke <laughs> the first round, and, and, then... and y'all will knock us out because Duke yes. will always lose to, to <laughs> right. a, a fifteen seed. Lord if have you, mercy. If you're not winning national titles, you're losing on the first week. Exactly. So yeah, exactly. make us that. But I'm telling you, I, I do not want Duke in Minnesota at all, in Minneapolis at all, because Final Four, big stage, Zion, RJ, their eyes light up. This is what they're made for. This is why they technically should be in the pros right now. Yep. I don't, I don't want that. And, and, if, and if you do, if you're a Kentucky fan and you want that, you're naive. You, you, you hold this team in high regard. Hey, that's that fan love, you know, the <laughs> oh, ones that think they love. can beat anybody. We can beat the don't. 96 Bulls. Yeah, yeah, don't okay. get right. Don't don't get me started on it because <laughs> I'm 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 carrying my own civil war with my own fan base because of the the bias that they feel that everyone in the world gets other than themselves, and it infuriates me. It, it makes me so mad that I have to defend Duke to my own fan base. That's how I feel about Tom Brady. God, like, you, like I hate <laughs> right. the idiots. Now, I hate the idiots that talk about it. And it's like, you make, I'm a Peyton Manning fan, been a Peyton Manning fan all my life, and now you want to make me give pra- props and praise to Brady. Like, why, why do you be so stupid? Like, when I, I don't when I hear people, it. When I hear people say the ESPN and the, and the NCAA tournament wants Duke to win, then why did they lose twice to a 15 exactly. seed? 
score or, we lost to a CJ McCullough <laughs> that nobody even knew at the time. Exactly. Or or the NCAA the one that I get the most fiery about is that the NCAA committee hates Kentucky. And I'm like, no, friends, NCAA loves Kentucky just in a different way because Kentucky's money. And then so I, I literally had dude, I literally had to defend Duke to the point I had to do homework to defend Duke. They said, oh, the NCAA gives Duke the best route. Here's Kentucky's last five tournament locations. Atlanta, Memphis, Nashville, Indianapolis, Kansas City. All pretty close to Lexington. Here's Duke's last five. Anaheim, Houston, Oklahoma City, Memphis, and New York. None of those are close to Duke, dude. Why do I have to defend Duke? Well, Duke, like, Duke, it, it, Duke <laughs> never really get a – Duke never really get a – people talk about that about Duke, but – just like the rest of us. Uh, we're going to get a, a last yeah. question in here um, with uh, Matthew before we get out of here. And that's uh, it's been a lot of talk about, you know, the Lakers and all that. Will they make the playoffs? Is it LeBron's fault? Is he this? Is he that? We, we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. Uh, but uh, give me a percent chance that you think the Lakers will make the playoffs this season. Or won't they make got, the playoffs. Will or but, won't. Okay, just to be clever, because I don't really know how much percentage chance there truly is. I know that there's like – Oh, you don't necessarily have to give me a percentage. Right. Well, you know. To me, I'm going to say there's a 2.3 chance percent chance they make it. out of, And that's the LeBron James factor, 2.3. Because you can never <laughs> count LeBron James out. But I think – and I'm not going to put it all – I saw your post uh, on social media, Billy. I'm not going to say that – when we talked at the beginning of the season, I said they were a, either a 6 seed or a 10 seed everywhere in between. LeBron got hurt, Zoe got hurt, and I know Zoe's not that big of a factor, but I think Zoe's better than some of the guys he's playing with. He started really clicking this season with LeBron. I don't think the chances are good now where we're at because, I mean, who would have thought the Clippers would have jailed that well? Uh, who even thought the Kings would be this reputable? I, I, I don't think it's a good chance now. So I, I'm going to show 2.3% chance that they make the playoffs. It's going to take a big – and it kind of stinks for Lakers fans because the bottom of the playoffs is coaches that have done this before, like the Clippers, Doc Rivers, the, the Spurs with uh, Greg Popovich. I mean, they're not always at the top of their game, but they know how to get to the playoffs. So mm-hmm. to, to expect a collapse from the Spurs, is, is, it would be a huge ask. So what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's a small chance, but they, I think they get better for it in the future. What you got there, uh, OG? I'm gonna just go ahead and go with uh, <laughs> we ain't making these playoffs this year. I, I like this is what I do. I set my standards high, right? I, well, I set them low. So when I overachieve, that's cool. I'm like, okay, there you go. Okay. You know, so I'm setting the standards. I'm gonna set them low. So when the Lakers overachieve, I can say I told y'all LeBron was going to the playoffs. <laughs> what I tell you, you can't cut my boy out. And well, that's why I'm at with it right now, man. Well, I'm gonna set the standards all the way, all the way high. They're not gonna make the playoffs. <laughs> you know, they they, they, have, they have no chance of making the playoffs. They got Denver tonight, albeit in, in L.A., but that really doesn't mean anything. LeBron yeah. has quit on, on, on this team. He doesn't want to play with these guys. You can see it on, on the court. He's doing stuff that he's never done. LeBron inbounding the ball, throwing the ball in the back of the – in the back of the I thing. Ain't never one seen hand, like that before. not even looking. He ain't even look. He 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 walked out of bounds before he can even turn around. Oh. I've never seen him do this. I've never seen him act the way that he's acting. 
and he's calling out his teammates every single every single game mm-hmm. for what? Like I, I I don't get it. You're only scoring 27 points. You said you was gonna activate playoff mode. I haven't seen that yet. I've seen normal normal LeBron. That's that's what I seen. Who's still missing a bunch of free throws? I'm ready for Space Jam. Well, Space Jam two to come out. Well, activated uh, playoff mode be up there with the haters to ridicule with not two, not four, not you know that whole. That yes, whole exactly. Those like like that's that- another thing. <laughs> And then so, we got the Kobe people that's coming out talking about. Oh, they're what bad! Kobe I can't stand the Kobe. They people. are bad. Yeah, like I can't stand the Kobe people. Hey. That's that's what kills me. That's that's what's killing me really with this whole Laker thing. But plain and simple, the Lakers is not a good team right now, and the Los Angeles Lakers will miss the playoffs again this year. Billy, I, I know we had some heated conversations on this, and I don't expect you to have your mind changed. It's just one year of a four-year deal. There's so much that can change. But remember about eight months ago when I said, look, if LeBron wins another title in L.A., that'd be cool for him. But he's over there to begin that second career. And it, it's starting to look I'm like I'm starting that. to believe that. Start- I'm now- starting to believe that now. I, I, I really am because it seemed like he's more interested with, with, with doing other things. You yeah. know, he's in the studio with two chains. Right. The next Double. day, uh, he, he's not playing for low management. You know, right. it, it, it seemed like every – yeah, and it's not like every day we get something different. It's Space, Space Jam 2. It isn't just Space Jam 2. It's I didn't even know it was like this bad because when I said it, I kind of believed it, but I thought it would be hidden better. Apparently, the dudes did like 20-plus projects since being in L.A. Like, he's yeah, done he, like, like, wow. And, 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 and I'm not being picky. Like, I like it. I think it's cool. LeBron's very entertaining. I, I love, don't like it because it's well, showing yeah, on the court that he's not <laughs> interested in, in, in playing. But and like, I said yesterday <laughs> on the show, LeBron James is no longer the best basketball player in basketball. That, yeah. that title now belongs yeah. to KD. Well, I'm not going to say that. Hell no. Nah, I will never no. say that. No, nope. <laughs> nah, that title belongs to KD now. Well, I give, give it to I give it to anyone but KD. Oh, okay. James Harden. James Harden. <laughs> All right, I like that. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask earlier when we were having the GOAT conversation. I was like, I think, GOAT, I think LeBron, his body of work is already going to – you could consider him GOAT-ish. But can you yeah. still consider him the greatest in the league today? And and I think that's where the the hard question comes because I yeah, don't think and I that think he's lost yes that anymore. title. I think he's lost that well, title with with his play this year. I think he can still turn it on and and be you know immaculate. But that title, best player in the world, is no more. That and there's no slight to LeBron. This is his 16th year. He's is, been doing right. it for eight eight to ten years. Is there's it shouldn't be any slight to him. But that title is now. Well, that title now resides in, in, in Golden State. And I think you both guys are, are very, you know, intelligent when it comes to sports and what it takes to be successful. Because I hear a lot of people saying, and, and I, I get it, I'm with them, that, you know, when LeBron does the shop, he's just sitting in a chair talking. Or when, when he does his 